this is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews, and welcome to the 27th episode of the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. <laughs> yeah, 27. <laughs> we just did 26 the other day. Now we're back with 27. Yeah, people don't know that. There's a oh, peak right. behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> well, we just did uh, Speakman, right? Yes. Yes, and we did. We, we posted that one, uh, Jeffrey Speakman. So <laughs> Yes. And you're Ty from Comeuppance Reviews. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's me. I'm Tyler. <laughs> I forgot my and, name for a minute. Yes. Well, it's I, I did my intro a little bit differently. Yeah, maybe almost, that threw me off. I threw you off. Um, but on top of the time, man, we also have a special guest and a guest that our listeners know and love, which is Ryan from the episode uh, that kicked off the classic segment should have been an action star. So, Ryan, how are you today? What's up, Barger boys? <laughs> it's if good to be that, back. Good if I had that silence on the fact, I would. Studios. Yeah, yeah. Back We're in the studio. saddle in CR Studios here. I see engineer Cody is on the one and two. <laughs> Great to be back here, fellas. How's it going? Good, good. Cody's good, too. <laughs> yes, he's behind the board. Um, so, today we're going to continue our long-running series of uh, video store memories. Awesome. But before we do that, we're going to do some of our classic segments. And so, we have Should Have Been an Action Star. What do you have first or cliche? Oh, well, no. I'll do the song. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I can do it. Should Have Been an Action Star. It's <laughs> oh, okay. So, Ty, uh, who do you have today? George Michael. Ooh. <laughs> so George well, Michael, you know, he, he had a beard stubble. He looked somewhat tough. Um, great ass. Yeah. <laughs> As we saw countless times in that great video. <laughs> what video was that again? Faith? Or, I don't know. It was yeah, Faith. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so this time he's out for revenge. Yeah, he, he, already has infil- the he could infiltrate a prostitution ring. Actually, <laughs> Perfect. He, already has, uh, he already did that. Yeah. <laughs> he has life experience. Yeah. <laughs> he go undercover He's in certain done. bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this time, it's in movie form. <laughs> and it goes right to your red box. Destroy the sex trade by infiltrating truck stop bathrooms. <laughs> Exactly. And then, like, something bad could happen to his partner, and he gets mad. And um... Truck. I got a title. Okay. <laughs> Truck Stop Justice. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> well, and, that, and that also works if they want to turn it into a syndicated TV show. Oh, like 18 Wheels of Justice? Starring yes. G. Gordon Liddy. The real <laughs> show, by the way, Ryan. Great mustache. <laughs> awesome mustache. And no stranger to the DTV world, either. <laughs> Because he was in Street Asylum. Yes, which I posted that today on uh, Instagram. So, yeah, so that's oh, why you're talking so much about G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah, so I love me some G. Gordon Liddy. Hey, it's speaking like... of Instagram, everybody out there in podcast land got to check out, has to check out Ty Action Rocks, T-Y-A-C-T-I-O-N-R-O-C-K-S. Great Instagram. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. It's a little early, 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 too early for plugs. But, or is it no, ever fine. too early? That's ah, never, never too early for plugs. Never too early for plugs. It, your your Instagram's worth like Pookie ninety two or something. It's it's Pookie Manatee. That's P O O K I E M A N A T E E. And uh, that's named after well my spirit animal, which is the manatee, of course. Oh, that's Mr. Pookie. <laughs> and Pookie, yes, it's the mythological creature, the Pookie. <laughs> what can people find on there if they wanted to check that out? Um, all sorts of random nonsense and picture and scuba, short scuba diving videos from around the world. Check it out. Oh, awesome. awesome. That's great. I, I liked all your photos. Thank you. And and I'm I'm going to steal your uh, theme on on Thai Action Rocks by post. I'm gonna I started posting a couple um, going through my comic book collection. Just oh, doing nice. Some, posting some comic book covers from the Silver Age and Bronze Age. And, uh, yeah, there, there's some pretty funny ones, and, and some that also are just, just incredible art. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to start doing, doing oh, some of those. There's good. a few up there already, yeah. Yeah, I think I already, if I didn't like them, I'll like them shortly. Yeah, cool. <laughs> right on. Appreciate it. 
No problem, dude. Yeah, so it's 2020, so, and I'm just getting on Instagram. So I'd like to think, uh, you know, I'm ahead of my time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Soon you'll well, be on I'm MySpace. I need to be on Instagram, <laughs> so I don't feel bad. Yeah, Friendster, MySpace, that's coming up soon, right? Yeah, I asked Jeeves how to do it. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's some sort of dog pile at AltaVista. <laughs> yeah. My angel fire account. What's Reese Jam? I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah, Space Jam is still on GeoCities. If you go on the GeoCities website, yeah. Space Jam is still there. Like talk about the Monstars and all those great people nice. in Space Jam, like Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, well, George Michael, Michael Jordan, oh, yeah. maybe they could. Oh right, back to George Michael, right? Porn I don't know what can be done with George Michael. It's it's up to you. Well, we kind of kind of did it kind of quickly. I mean, what do you think? This could be a movie, Truck Stop Justice. Uh, Brett, <laughs> <laughs> I already told you I think this is a hit in the making. Like like all of our other <laughs> made up action star movies, I think uh, it could be something. Yeah, I, I think in, we yeah, could eschew we could eschew typical uh, signature weaponry, and maybe he could be a you know a biological weapon user and just you know take down the sex rings through STDs or something like yep. that. <laughs> right. You can somehow bottle the STDs and <laughs> Right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, use them that way. STD blowgun, dart blowgun maybe? Yeah, I can see that maybe in the final battle or maybe just uh you just shoot a couple of guards or you know. Yeah, the, <laughs> a final battle blowgun dart duel is seriously <laughs> lacking in an action movie. I've never, I seen I've never seen that. That'd, that'd be funny. And they, they kind of dodge every single one. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. and they film it in a balloon factory and it just, any errant <laughs> shot pops balloons. Yeah, there's all these balloons. Yeah, that's Balloon warehouse, see. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, because, yeah, that. you might see a, a blow dart or two if, you know, there's a movie that takes place in the jungle, like an exploding hutter, and, you know, the natives have that. But you never see a final battle with, like, lots of blowgun dart shooting. You never see that. <laughs> well, we it's time, thought, damn it. It's, it's time. time. And George Michael is the perfect person to be exactly. involved with that, obviously. Yes. No, nobody better. <laughs> when I think blowgun, I think George Michael. I guess we can go to the cliche of the day. Also. Oh, I what guess, is, you know, I guess when, oh, go ahead. when George punches somebody, we could have the old Batman sort of uh, onomatopoeia. Like, wham! wham! No, wham! Yeah. Wham! wham. Oh, oh, of course, I'm sorry I stepped on that. <laughs> yeah, wham, of course. Who, who is his buddy in wham? Uh, Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. See, Robin. Oh. Robin. <laughs> Robin Ridgely. Because if you if you uh, take me for you go go every song, he says that he's gonna about to go solo. So yeah. hmm. he, can you... hold up his, he can hold up his either a gun or a blow dart. But I'm imagining a gun, and he said, "This time I choose death." <laughs> yeah, he can wear the denim jacket that says "Choose Death" on the back. Yeah. Perfect. And they do. And, by George Michael's hand. He, he could also do one of those assemble a team things, and he goes, because I'm not planning on going solo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you see, the possibilities are endless. Endless. You know, uh, you know, on this, uh, I, I've got a couple of my own, actually, guys, you know. Sure. Could have oh. been, could have been, should have been, would have been. Have you guys, you know, and this is just downright criminal of me, but I, I have missed a couple episodes of the podcast. And I, will get, I will remedy that immediately. Okay. Folks out there, I, I, I apologize. Okay. But have you guys ever mentioned Shadow Stevens as a possible? Well, uh, well he is in an action movie, kind of. Tracks. Oh, Cracks. Okay. No, no, Tracks. Oh, Tracks. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tracks. T-R-A-X-X. So, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that. Okay, I didn't know that was Shadow Stevens. Okay. Yes, that was that was his big moment in the sun. Um, no pun intended. Joke. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. The moment in the sun, Shadow, very good. Thank you. <laughs> Explaining those But things. it is sort of a comedy. I mean, it's an action comedy, so it's yeah. not completely serious. So if you're thinking of Shadow Stevens as more of a serious action star you know where it would be a dark movie and probably have some sort of beard stubble i don't think that has been done but he has been in an action comedy i thought he checked some of the comeuppance review boxes because he had cool hair yes cool, cool name and he, yes. you know, he's in that era 
but I, but I had another one actually. And okay, go I ahead. Don't, I don't think you got. You may not know who this is. <laughs> His his name is Gilad Jenklowitz. Are you familiar with him at all? No. He, <laughs> no. he, was, he was the host of actually Amer- America's longest running fitness show, uh, Bodies in Motion. It was on in the 80s and 90s. I think it was on the USA Network. And okay. this guy, this guy is straight. He is a straight up like aerobics instructor slash Mossad agent. Like he is so <laughs> badass. He's like, I think he was an he's an Israeli-born guy. I think he was like an Olympic hopeful in the decathlon, mm-hmm. um, and he he trained both the Israeli and U.S. military. Um, and him and his wife had an aerobic show that was on like every weekend morning. I remember seeing it all the time when I was a kid. And he's just 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 ripped Israeli Mossad agent kind of guy. And uh, I remember I remember when I was young and watching it, I was always like intimidated. By because because like I think one of his shows too was called like basic training and it wasn't like a fun Denise Austin bubbly kind of fitness show. It was more it was very militaristic and 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 like hardcore. And when I was a kid watching it, I I, I have to admit I was a little frightened by by aerobics when I was a kid. It was, it, it was so hardcore. Okay, I didn't know that was his. I didn't know that was his last name, but I do know it's spelled G I L A D, right? Yes, correct. Okay, I do know who that is, and the only reason why I I think it's the only reason is because at Video Seven, you know that that video store where we find certain things, the owner has an autographed picture of him on the wall. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Oh, nice. We'll have to ask him. I'll have to ask him about that next time I go. Do you guys remember that show by any chance? I I don't. I don't. No. Do you remember what channel it was on? I, USA. I believe it was on USA. Oh. Well, you said, Denise, you said Denise Austin. She could be an action star. Yeah, you know, I we, think I think <laughs> we covered that on the could have been a contender list. Oh, we said Denise Austin, or did we say the guy from The Grind, uh, Eric? Oh Neese. yeah, Eric Neese. Neese. Yeah. Neese. As well, he should be. <laughs> the fact that he wasn't is a real shame because yeah. I, I could totally see that. That that is a shame. Absolutely, that's the word for it. A shame. <laughs> and you have another one? Oh no, I just just those two. Um, oh okay, but uh, those are good yeah. ones. Jenkowitz, man. Um, well, oh, I'm sure there's clips on YouTube of his show. I could I could look for that. Oh, for sure. I'll do that. I'll try to remember. <laughs> Bob, the guy from oh. Video Seven, because he met him, so uh, we could. His memories are still fresh. He said he was like he was serious, like he was very yeah. like humorless or something that's why it was scary it was like frightening aerobics it really was intimidating well he also said that roof buzzy was mean (laughs) that is shocking yeah i know buzzy could be an action star (laughs) (laughs) her being more like the like the m and james bond like the person who kind of like runs the action star you know, oh, okay, because it'd be funny if she had two machine guns shooting at people. <laughs> well, yes, that's true, but that's true for anybody. Uh, Dude, that's, that's one of the things that makes this podcast great, because when I woke up this morning, I fully intended to go the entire day without hearing the name Ruth Buzzy. And now, you know, <laughs> it's just my life is better for it. Thank you. Oh, my happy it is. <laughs> and, and you certainly didn't think of her in the context of shooting people, I'm no, guessing. No. That's why... <laughs> Anybody could be an action star. So it could be Buzzy to what's his name? Gilad Monster? Oh, come on. That, that could be the title of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, that would just be the name above the title. Like the movie could be called Monster. And it, uh, but over the title, like on the poster yeah. and the box, it would just say Gilad. Or, or how he refers to himself in the third person, like, don't mess with the Gilad monster. <laughs> yeah, perfect <laughs> for the trailer. That's yeah. a really good segue into the cliche of the day, which, uh, how do you say his name again? Gilad? So, Gilad. Like, Gilad or Ruth can do, which is walk away from an explosion in oh, slow motion. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> I mean, it happens so much. Yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead, man. Uh, it happens so much, it's hard to think of specific examples. That's why I got to think of these fake examples, like Ruth Buzzy doing it. So like... But it happens a lot. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you how many times. Because you don't just walk away from an explosion. I mean, that's that's good. 
but in slow motion that just puts the icing on cake it's just so much more badass it really is i mean that that cliche that cliche has just infiltrated popular culture it's it's in commercials it's it's in everything because it is really awesome away from an explosion yeah Yeah, well i got a good one yeah Yeah. okay i thought of an example well i cut you off no i was just gonna say it's a good point that it's in everything because it something about it has kind of like taken hold of the public's imagination because it's just so cool so it's that it's become well a cliche it's become something common you'll see it in like a burger king commercial you know because it's just something you see a lot or mcdonald's and um hamburglar walks away from it grimace is walking away from explosions mcdonald land i love it did we ever figure out what grimace was no still haven't after all these months it's it's a very vexing problem in all of our lives. I mean, we've been trying to figure that out for years. I snipped a piece off of his Happy Meal toy and sent it into a geneticist, and I'm just waiting on the result. Oh, okay. Tell me how that goes. He yeah. got back, and it's just a bunch of question marks. <laughs> Grimace and me, or is that what he, is that what he used? <laughs> oh, yeah, he sent a 23 and me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Grimace is probably like 2,347,000 in me because it's like yeah. we don't know what his genetic materials made up of. We don't know yet, but we'll know soon. So Rye Guy will uh, keep us posted. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely uh, get back to you with that. Why issue a press release? Yeah. I, you know, I like press releases. Are good. I hate open letters. I know. I think I. <laughs> I know I this is why. just sort of a pet peeve of yours. Yeah, I just don't like open letters. Like, I can't think of a guy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ronald McDonald sent an open letter today. It's like, it's like why? It's like, I, <laughs> it's like you could write a letter to the editor, or you could write a letter, but an open letter. Right. I, yeah, I, I think I see what you're saying. I just don't like open letters. I don't know. And that's just me. So, I like but to do open you have a letter. Oh, for my explosions? Yes. Uh, Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage. So, do you remember oh, when he did that yeah. in the beginning? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Right in the beginning. See, normally they'd save that for something towards the end, but with that, it's right in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, did that, did that happen? In... Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Brad. I was gonna, did that happen in Ballistica? Oh, I don't remember, sir. Oh, okay. I just remember. Well, it seems like that would have happened in Ballistica. It might have. I have to reread the review. Well, that's okay. Um, Ballistic not not the Ballistic X versus Sever, that Scorsese yeah. masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> no, this is I Ballistic Yeah, it's called Ballistic which is definitely an underground, like sort of classic in the waiting because it's such a weird movie where see ballistica is a form of martial arts that they invented which involves guns so like people like chopping with their hands and kicking but they're holding guns too and it's like an integration of guns and martial arts called ballistica awesome yeah it starts some like kind of a a himbo named paul logan like a meathead (laughs) but uh the bad guy is um is it it's not really Drago. No, it's Andrew Devoff. It's Andrew Devoff. Oh, it's Andrew yeah. Devoff. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I, I've got a cliche. Okay, go ahead. Oh. How about in an in a action movie or really any movie when they say, better wake the president? That it, just, <laughs> it, it heightens the fact that the situation is so dire and so important <laughs> and time is of the essence that not only do they have to contact the president, but they have to wake him from his presidential slumber. It's that important. <laughs> he's, oh, always yeah. he's always sleeping. He's always sleeping. a phone call. It, well, art imitates life, they say. So it's it's perfect. I mean, I can see that with our current president. You know, I'm totally sleeping. Okay, Ryan? I, why are you waking me from my presidential slumber? Okay? Is that a tremendous <laughs> dream? Yeah, yeah, it's a great dream. Perfect dream. Okay? My dreams are huge. <laughs> because trump like only sleeps like four hours a night you'd really have to really time the phone call but perfectly <laughs> right he, has to be he really does only sleep a few hours a night he works like 20 hours a day so um uh, so, I so, so, working man in show business <laughs> he really is so, <laughs> so but, but that yeah. is just all the more reason why that call is so important has to be so accurate why is he always sleeping? Because these things happen in the middle of the night. 
don't yeah. know. It, it just it heightens the importance and, and the yeah. vitality and of, of the situation. It's just my God, it's, not only do we have to go to the president in this situation, but we have to wake him up. Oh, my God, he's going to be so mad. It's like that board game. Don't wake daddy, which I always thought was like a. Subtle, <laughs> subtle reference to like domestic violence. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happens? What happens if you lose that game? You, you get beat. <laughs> they were gonna call the game "You Better Not Wake Up, Daddy," but <laughs> yeah. changed. So now, what would be now? Don't wake or, Trumpy. He's like, no. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but he, for better or worse, he's not going to be president forever. Some yeah. at some point in the future, someone else is going to be the president. So it would. But also, they usually cut to the president sleeping, and he usually has a nightcap, right? He has a nightcap on. <laughs> yeah, and one of those old-timey candles. On, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is, that what, is that what Reagan, you know, it's like, well. Probably. <laughs> well, and, and it probably goes back to, you know, James Buchanan or something. The old-timey presidents probably have that, you know. You know, Parker well, Brothers did come up with another game in that genre, oh. Don't Wake Daddy. It was, I think it was yeah. called, like, uh, Better be, be dinner better be on the table when I get home from work and it better be hot or else by Parker Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the text is so big it becomes small. It down. Yeah. <laughs> I cut you off, Brett. No, no, I cut you off. What'd you say? Oh, I said that that's such a long text name. It go it gets smaller while you read it. Anyway. We yeah, so what, what we're here to talk about today yeah. is why well, one more question about, the, about president oh, okay. yes was, was it the president or the fbi director or the same guy he, he was too um large to fit in a bathtub i think that was taft taft, taft okay. yeah taft okay i forgot that was taft William okay howard taft i think yeah and i think he's the one that installed either bathtubs to, to begin with in the white the house first or... bathtub yeah yeah <laughs> you couldn't yeah. fit in his own bathtub <laughs> no Whoops. when you Why can't fit in your own are. custom made bathtub you got a problem man. <laughs> yeah you got you got a big problem but he, but you gotta admire his uh determination he didn't just live with it he just he, he said i'm i'm doing it <laughs> i sent an, i sent another podcast about uh taft coming soon <laughs> Cast, yeah, sure. um taft taft also, is that we said yes but, uh, but which president wasn't that put in the bowling alley? Was that Nixon or is that? Um, we'll have to look that up. The presidents put in, I think, in the 20th century, obviously put in a put in the bowling alley bowling because alley, yeah. they wanted to bowl. How about Ted uh, Taft in a, a presploitation film? <laughs> Not Shaft, but Taft in presploitation. Yeah, Taft. <laughs> Taft, right on. Taft. Yeah, man, that's a that's a killer idea waiting. <laughs> that's great. Well, we should probably stick to the uh, well. We're done with the cliche, right? So now we can get to the topic at hand, which is oh, another okay. video store memory. We're joking about Taft, and no one understands him but his bathtub. <laughs> Taft. <laughs> okay, so unless someone else has something to say about Taft, and I don't do any more okay. Taft bashing, by the way. Um, um, it's, it's light. Okay. Uh, I love that little well, guy. I guess. Um, so, Brian worked at a place called Tommy K's Video. So, yes. Brian, what was Tommy K's Video? Well, yeah, we're doing it. Yes, go right ahead. You oh, have the oh, floor. Before, before, before we get into this. Yes. Can I just uh, can I just ask Cody to uh, to rewind back back to the previous episode? He he knows the one I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk to Cody. No problem. Previously on Come Up It's Reviews. Yeah, I think uh, the guy from the Beastmaster, John Moses, would be a good action star. <laughs> okay, so I want to apologize to everyone out there. I, I miss, I incorrectly misidentified character act, great character actor of Roots and um, Good Times fame, John Amos. I referred to him as John Moses. So I just, oh. wanted, to, I just wanted to correct that. When, I, when we were throwing out two uh possible contenders contenders to action stars i was thinking of the Beastmaster because mark singer was brought up and it that made me think of his co-star in that film which was john amos who, who played a staff wielding badass and i referred to him on the previous co uh, podcast i was on as john moses so i apologize ah. to the listeners out there and to you men i'm sorry ah, it's, it's and, no and mr amos as well i'm sorry 
Anyway, we'll throw Tommy out all the hate mail now. Yeah, the hate mail's gone. No one moves them out like Tommy K. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, that was the song that was actually in the commercial for yeah. Tommy K. Yeah. And it played incessantly on local, <laughs> on local radio stations here in Connecticut. Um, it was incessant. Forever burned into uh, my memory. and, and seared. Those, uh, yeah, seared. Like, Much like seared. a cattle brand. Pan seared with some garlic and onion, shallots and butter. Yeah, so I you know I like pan seared scallops, but we should talk about Tommy K's. Oh, Tommy <laughs> K. <laughs> so yeah, it was a it was a a, a local video well, store here in Connecticut. Yes. I think they had. Well, when did you start I, there? At the height of Tommy's power, I'm not sure how many locations he had, but a, mm. a dozen at least, I would say. Well, when did um, you start? When did you start uh, working there? I started there when I was about 20 years old, okay. so that would make it, um, I, I got to do some quick math here, 95. Okay, say. that's and, perfect. Uh, that's height of video store. Yeah, yeah. There's a height of video stores, yeah. Video store, um, video stores were in full power then, and it was a great time. It was the best job I, I ever had. Um, and uh, Why? I think, Why was it well, the best job you ever had? Well, I mean, not only was uh, was I 20, you know, early 20s at the time, which is just a, a great time in life for me, where my only responsibility really was working at a video store, if you can call it working. But, uh, you know, I was surrounded, you know, my coworkers were all people of a similar age group, similar interests, and I uh, ended up meeting some great, uh, would become lifelong friends while working there. But uh, I mean, really the best part about it was the free porn uh, <laughs> and free movies. I mean, it was just, a, it was just, a, I ended up managing um, the East Haven, Connecticut location. And I also okay. worked intermittently at the Brantford, Connecticut location when they needed help. Oh, for some reason. That's cool. I think he jumped locations. Yeah. And then I also worked in another New Haven location, um, kind of on the new haven east haven line the annex area they had a store down there and i worked there for a while too and uh just a, a lot of great memories um got to watch a ton of movies um just loved loved being able to take home whatever movie i wanted every night for free and you know i just i just wish i could remember more about it um it, it was a great time um just a, just a great time so you were telling me a story earlier about the men that would wait in line. Before <laughs> yeah, so let's start with some stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you you guys worked at Best Video, which which was yeah. the snob, the very snobby hoity-toity competition. <laughs> That's true. Time the case was more for the people. I agree, and I, you're not going to get a disagreement from me there. Yeah, but but to, each Tommy's location did sort of have its little section here and there of you know cult films trash films and and just the occasional odd art house movie but it, it was more it wasn't exactly a direct competitor to blockbuster um oh wasn't that's interesting well I, I i think they well i guess they were i mean all video stores were in competition in that era but what separated tommy's was uh from blockbuster and the hollywood videos of the world and i didn't know until recently that you guys at best had an adult section um, it was very small. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. I re did it, ha it didn't have a door. Did it have like some beads, it had beads. hanging down? It just all had some beads where you could just. Yeah, okay. and it was yeah. really the size of a closet. I mean, right, it was right. really small. You couldn't really even fit two people in there. It was just this yeah, little tiny area, like an alcove. Very yeah, tight. I'm sure, I'm sure they were the really cool indie pornos that you guys <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from what I recall, there wasn't a lot of thought into what adult material was there it was kind of just like a random selection you know i don't no one like said i want this one this one and this one it was just like whatever you send us you know there was no thought given to it so I, as far as i know so and there was, I mean, and there was, there's and mad mikes which is the wallingford mad video mikes. store well, they both had very large adult sections from yeah, what i was tommy's was massive and um you know, I know Brett. You did some purchasing for Best, right? You didn't ever purchase the adult films for them, did you? No, no, I I never was in charge of that at all. Uh, um, well, that was you were you were saying, but that there's no thought to that, and there's no thought because there's just beads. Doesn't seem very family friendly. <laughs> yeah, 
Right. Well, not only was it not family friendly in the in the location, the pr- the prior location, because remember it was next to the Walgreens in that plaza. Yes. yes. Um, it, the location prior to the one that it's in now, you know, if it's if it's still even considered to exist, but the earlier location, it wasn't in an alcove. It was just next to the window, so any kid. Oh, that's right. It was. I don't, that might even have violated certain laws. It was like right there in front of the window. Any any person of any age could see right in to the backs of the boxes and everything. It was very slipshod. Yeah, in, in the Tommy Keys I worked in in East Haven, where I primarily worked and managed, you know, it had a massive, massive adult section all the way in the back of the store, <laughs> but on the front above the uh, the, the racks. On the outside of the wall, separating the main store from the adult room, were, were were just giant neon cursive letters that said "adult room" on it, <laughs> <laughs> and and it was just like a beacon for every you know teenager to like drawn towards the warmth neon lights. <laughs> I could totally see that some like pimply faced kids like yeah. It's, it's, and it was so see, it seems it like was a joke weird. from The Simpsons, like where people, it's like someone's trying to be, you know, incognito and furtive about it. And there's a giant neon sign saying, "Adult porn here." Yeah. <laughs> one of my one of our favorite pastimes at the at work was, be, you know, we were all the way in the front, the, you know, the diametric end, uh, opposite the the adult room, and just watching people come in. And our our new release wall was the entire right wall of the store, and this is a big big store. A big store, a store big enough that once they gave me the keys and made me manager, I used to, uh, I used to rollerblade around it at night because I was, uh, I was still living with my, I was still living with my parents and I, and if I wanted a place to go and like crash, so I remember just rollerblading around with my shirt off, drinking a bottle, <laughs> drinking a bottle, bottle of wa- cheap Beaujolais wine, and uh, blast, blasting Mr. Bungle and my music like, over the, the store loudspeakers at night in the middle of the night at like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. It was, it was wow. such a great time. What a life. Wow. Yeah, but, <laughs> but anyway, like, so the, the, the new release wall, and believe me, the movies on the new release wall really stretched the definition of the word new. Um, somewhere, somewhere up there for a year, maybe it was just insane. But anyway, it, it was fun to watch customers come in and go to the right of the store because the entrance to the adult room all the way in the back was also on the right. And they would they would start to peruse the new release wall. And, he, and you could tell who was who was actually looking for a movie and who was just making it look like they were looking for a movie. As they slowly inched their way down towards the back of the store, occasionally picking up a box, flipping around a, you know, a box and pretending to read the description of the film and then inching their way all the way down the wall and then suddenly disappearing into the adult room. It, it was just it was like spot the, you know, spot it, it the perv. Like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But um, I, what, you know, Tommy, um, well, Tommy K preferred the company of men. And at, at one point, um. That's that's you know it's just a, a you know I don't mean to put that out there but you know he was he was out and very proud and uh, Tommy's uh, that Tommy's location was located very close uh, to an adult bookstore which is still in East Haven um, right now it's a Romantics and it's a, it's a popular sort of hangout for uh, you know for men you know gay men yeah. looking you know looking to you know. Right. Hook up, hook up and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and we would get just a, a, a huge part of our clientele, especially the adult rentals, were because we had quite a few, you know, gay, lesbian, transgender um, movies um, for rent. And uh, it, it was just, <laughs> I think sometimes the store, we, I, I would open a lot. We'd open at eight, and uh, there would be men waiting <laughs> for us to unlock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> make a beeline to the back adult room, rent their porn, and then for some inexplicable reason, they would come back 10 minutes later and return it. Like, it's a three-day rental. Why do you, why do you have to come back 10, 15 minutes after you just rented this porno? Like, I don't... <laughs> I just hold on to it for three days, you know? Like, why did you have to immediately bring it back? It's not like they were bringing it back and renting something else. They were just, like, renting it going home right around the corner, d- taking care of business and re- immediately returning it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Thank you. you know? <laughs> so, one of the mysteries. Now, go ahead. Brian. I do think it's fair to compare 
Tommy Kay's and Blockbuster because they both had a lot of um, like shelf space, a lot of you know square footage, and yeah. the new release wall was I think comparable, and also in the mechanics of it, like so at Tommy's and Blockbuster, you'd have like an empty box with the box. Yeah, I remember. Uh, that. How do I describe this? In front of the tape. So if you want to know if the tape was there, you would have to take the empty box that the tape came in and, and go for the clear box that the VHS tape was in. Is that accurate? Yeah, uh, on the shelves, Tommy's had all the videos for the particular title, you know, a shrink-wrapped cardboard sleeve in front of, you know, sometimes multiple copies of of, of the t- of the film title that were in clear plastic, um, you know, cases, which had, a, you know, the movie title and a barcode and the, yeah, genre, okay. so, and the yeah. genre listed on, on a sticker on the bottom that, you know, we would scan at the register. I know some other some video stores actually kept their videos sort of behind the counter, behind the register, and you would bring up the actual sleeve of the box art, you know, and then trade that in for the film that was behind the counter. But Tommy's, all the videos were out on the racks in the store. Out and proud, you might say. Out and proud, yeah. <laughs> well, you never got the box art itself, right? I remember that. You just, you just take the tape from behind. Like I rented yes. Daylight, and you don't get the Daylight box art. You just get right. the movie. Right. So, and, and people that would rent multiple movies, you know, so a lot of times they would mix up, you know, because the boxes were clear. They were, they were featureless. They, and sometimes those stickers would fall off. So you just have, you know, different movies and different boxes and stuff like that. So we had to go through them all. And it wasn't the, it wasn't the greatest system, but, uh, you know, we made it work. Well, and I think maybe that helped the adult clientele, too, because if you're just handing up a clear box, there's less embarrassment when you're exactly. in front of the clerk. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. And, and we had we, we would have um, these two uh, regular gentlemen, uh, regular customers would come in um, and they for some <laughs> by some strange trick of chance, for some unknown reason, um, they were they would wear their priest collars. Um, they oh. were both they were both men of the cloth. And when they would go, go to the video store, they would <laughs> they would come with their collars on and their robe i don't know what you call that garb but um vestments you know, are they vestments vestments yeah that's that's, a, that's what it's called never heard that before well, no, I'm just, no that's, that's uh, correct i believe well done brett thank um, you and and they would always rent um pornography but they would do it where they would rent maybe 17 videos at a time and sort of sandwich wow. them sandwich <laughs> them they would sandwich nice them trick. adult films in you know on top of things that I'm sure they weren't even watching. They just somehow thought that if they overwhelmed us at the register with volume, that we wouldn't notice <laughs> what titles they were and why they came in in their vestments and collars and rented adult films. I, I still, to this day have no idea, but they, they were regular, <laughs> they were regular customers and it was a really bizarre occurrence. Mm, That's a funny story. And you have the story about the ice cream man, right? The ice cream man. Oh, oh Ron Harrison. Yeah, uh, Clint Howard. Uh, Clint Howard. Yeah. <laughs> Good looking guy, huh? Uh, <laughs> sure is. Uh, yeah, you know, I, there, I can't really remember that. Oh, I might be able to prod you a little bit on this okay. if you don't remember, which is um, from what you told me, from what I remember. So there were these people and um, they loved Ice Cream Man, right? And they wanted a suggestion as for oh, some of their yes, horror movie. Yes, right. uh, do you want to take it from there? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just absolutely adored the film Ice Cream Man with Clint Howard. Uh, great box art on that movie. Yeah. Just a- incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, when they returned it, they, they were regular customers, too. So, you know, I talked to them here and there and uh, they said, you know, do you have any more good horror movies? Uh, <laughs> and so I took them over to the horror section. And I suggested they rent Suspiria by Dari, you know, directed by Dario Argento. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, one of my uh, favorites. And, you know, I told them how great it was and uh, convinced them to rent it. And they came back. <laughs> they came back quicker than the guys waiting outside <laughs> in the morning. They came back in like five minutes. <laughs> like They said, this is terrible. We couldn't even watch a, a minute of it. It's awful. It's so old. And so, so, so they, you know, so the discriminating tastes of, of our, our, our regular renters, you know, um, they, 
preferred <laughs> Clint Howard as Ice Cream Man over an Argento classic. So it's it, it's, it's funny. Well, I mean, to think. Um, but you know what can we say? Argento is no Clint Howard. No, not at all. It kind of looks similar a little bit. <laughs> Come on, don't you don't you have a um, an impression of Clint Howard in Ice Cream oh, Man? Me? Oh, oh. who? You? Oh, me or Ryan? Me, Tyler. No, okay. okay. Oh, me. Okay. You want some ice cream? You want some chocolate ice cream, little boy? Oh, is that Clint? Is, That's is he Clint. There? Is he That's, in the? I'm right here. Mr. Howard, I'm a huge fan. How's it going? <laughs> All right, well, ice cream, so Ryan? On, um, uh, I don't know. So hey, let's see. I, I want to apologize to the listeners out there. I, you know, I worked there in my early 20s, and th- th- these were um, heavy, heavy alcohol and drug use days for me. Okay. So my memory is, is really foggy. Um, I, I may have to do a follow-up to this episode and try to think back and talk to some former co-workers about some stories that happened there because well, it's, it sounds like you're doing fine to me. I mean, yeah, you gaps in my memory. You got some but, good ones. Just you, know, you just said some good ones. I wouldn't. <laughs> I well, once, uh, well, we no. once had a woman come oh, in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Once had a woman come in frantically, like in a panic. Said, do you have anything with Mercedes Rule in it? <laughs> 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 And so I actually now you can just stop right there, which is yeah. that's very funny. <laughs> that's she amazing. Flew in the door and, and, and said that, and and I noticed she was you know kind of attractive, and milfy. This was even before the term <laughs> milf was in our popular lexicon. So I, I was trying to be as accommodating as possible, and I forget which Mercedes Rule movie I I took her to, and I really wish I remember, but it was on our drama wall. I remember that. I, I remember exactly where it was in the store i just wish i can remember the title anyway i took her there and showed her the box and she goes my god that's me and then i got a good look at the woman and she looked exactly like mercedes rule she didn't rent the movie she put it back on the rack and just walked out the store as fast as she came in it was so strange so um, i can only assume i can only assume that someone whose opinion she thought either very highly of or, 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 or very low of told her she looked exactly like Mercedes rule. So her first thing was to rush to a video store. To find, <laughs> this is before the internet, of course. So she ran to the video store to find a movie with a picture of Mercedes rule on the box. And, uh, wow. That's, yeah. I mean, that's such a great story. If I had a niggle for every time there was a hair on fire panic about looking like Mercedes rule, I mean, <laughs> I'd be a millionaire. Maybe you might have a penny. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I remember as a younger person renting, I remember two movies I rented at Tommy's, the one in Hamden. I, I okay. clearly remember renting Blood Hook and The Refrigerator. Oh, wow. Okay. Was it the, uh, there were two stores in Hamden. Was it the original Tommy K's? Was that the one next to the, to the yeah. Daily Grind? Or is that the one you're talking about, Brett? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, no, I, but I remember the other one. Hamden North and the Hamden South store. Oh, well, I think at one point there were three Hamden stores, right? Because there's the one that's just sort of standing alone on, in the middle of Dixwell Avenue. Oh, oh that they, one. They turned that into, like, the administrative building. That was the original Tommy Gay's, and then they turned that Well, into... I remember going there as a kid and renting Treasure of the Lost Lamp. The, oh, nice. Yeah. And I remember renting Life Stinks, the uh, Mel Brooks movie. Mel Brooks, yeah. Yeah, I remember renting that there uh, at that standalone one. And then Tommy K. South. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, when Tommy K. South was closing, they had all these homie movies there, you know, because (laughs) because of where it was, I think they probably got a lot of homie movies. And um, there was a movie that just said 50 Cents with an S. (laughs) And I thought that was odd because, I don't know, did Tommy's ever get bootlegs? Uh, I don't think he got bootlegs, but, you know, along the lines of the homie movies, the the East Haven store that I worked in is (laughs) that town is uh, very well known for its Italian-American population. And um, yes, Staven and uh, (laughs) our store had to carry extra copies of the Godfather films and Goodfellas, (laughs) you know, I swear to get absolutely. (laughs) And they would rent every 
weekend, every weekend. And so much so that some tapes uh, were returned, like broke, like we had to buy new copies of, of these movies. It was just incredible how much the, the Italian Cosa Nostra film genre was represented in this in this store and how frequently and regularly they, they were rented. It was just uh, it was so um, on track, you know, it tracked so perfectly for that. It's hilarious. And then. I'm assuming they're all stereotypes to the the customers. They have like kind yeah, of a of mustache, kind of a kind of a curly mustache. Like, hey, oh, we got casino over here. Yeah, they'd and return like, the they'd return the films and they'd be covered in marinara sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one thing about Tommy is that he, he was he knew his audience. You know, absolutely. He was a smart guy. I mean, still is, as far as I know. I mean, I think he's still with us. Um, oh, good. He was he uh, he was a UConn grad. Um, I think a business major and, uh, you know, built this little mini empire kind of in Connecticut himself, his, his tanning, Tommy's tanning, which, um, another, <laughs> another dinosaur sort of, uh, of a, of a business. It's still there, right? Yeah. yeah. But the, those are, those are still hanging on in some places. Cause you know, the thing about tanning is you can just go outside for free with the sun <laughs> right. and tan. No. Well, I think when, when Tan Mom was big, I think people wanted to be more like Tan Mom. Oh yeah, Tan Mom. She could be an action star. Yeah, that was it was sweeping the nation. It, it, yeah. Tan Mom fever. Yeah, yeah. everyone had Tan Mom fever. Um, so, so, and so then Octomom Mom came along and just knocked her off the front pages. Yeah. <laughs> so that that location um, where I ended up working for several years and managing um, was actually the. Before it was a Tommy K's, it was a mom and pop video store. And I don't remember the name, but it was the first video store I ever went to. I think I was nine years old and uh, I went in there and it was much smaller. It was like, um, I guess Tommy bought out the business next to it, kind of opened it up into the large store. But I remember going to talk about video store memories. My first memory of being in a video store was being in that store and it was a mom and pop shop. And uh, I remember we had to my dad rented a VCR uh, <laughs> and, it came, and it came in this awesome case, this hard plastic shell on the outer case. And inside was like the, you know, like a, like an assassin would assemble a sniper rifle, like <laughs> this, you know, gray foam interior, which perfectly fit this clunky old VCR top loader. And, uh, you know, it came in this huge plastic case and he had to put like a $200 deposit on the thing because they were so expensive back then. And uh, we rented it for a birthday party um, I had. I think it was my ninth birthday. And uh, we watched, I had some, you know, school school uh, chums over and we, we rented the VCR and we watched Romancing the Stone. Oh, and that oh, was, I think that was the, my first video store memory. And, and I'll never forget when I first walked in that video store, uh, the guy that owned it, he had two post. he, he had a bunch of, po you know, movie posters on the wall. <laughs> on the walls and uh, the two i remember just so vividly were uh, a poster for top secret which is my favorite comedy of all time with the cow with the army boots yeah. on it and, and yeah. bright bright yellow um day glow yellow and then another one was for the trauma film surf nazis must die which which has such a badass the, the art is so incredible of a you know a nazi on a surfboard with a chainsaw <laughs> going through it firing a weapon and I, I oh, it was just th those ended up being two two really Im informative sort of uh movies for me when i was growing up it got me into trauma films which i know you guys aren't too keen on there's been a couple well, that were that were okay like trauma's war trauma's which was reviewed war on the site yeah I like right right, right right and, and um you know and you know the early trauma i mean it's, it's fine for what it is but i yeah, I, yeah i'm not huge into trauma but i remember best video also had the surf nazis must die poster and they also had the poster for clockwise which i might have mentioned on the podcast before you know it's like john cleese kind of being like crushed in the oh like, yeah clock um and that was in the front window those two posters were in the front window of best video for forever long time so the surf you guys nazis have must die poster must have gotten around I'm sorry, what, Ted, Ryan? Oh, sorry, guys. I know we're coming up on, on our no, time. No, no, we have some time. We have, we have some time. If you have more memories, let's keep it going. Hey, hey, oh, more I, I do, for sure, but I don't, I don't want to go too no, long. No, go ahead. But did you, did you have, did you have uh, you know, customers that would 
uh, did you sell posters or the standees to to um, to customers? I don't think we did, did we, Brad? Well, before I worked there, and certainly before you worked yeah. there, what they would do, and this is very kind of underhanded of them, they would take the free posters. You know, for poster collectors, there's a difference between like a cinema poster and a video poster, right? So yeah. they would take all the free posters that they would get that say now on video cassette, um, which you know are worth nothing as compared to the you know cinema posters. But they would set them up and with the backing boards, and you could flip through them, and they would charge I think twenty dollars for oh, each cool. poster. And I remember being very excited because I ended up buying, or maybe our mom bought it. I don't remember, but it was the Army of Darkness poster. Oh, I thought you used yeah. that with your um your like allowance. I, or maybe I did. I don't remember. I remember that. I, remember said, paying, I thought it was my I own it was money. Was $20. Yeah. What? And I remember you bought it with your own money. You got okay. the money. And it's like, hey, I remember you were very excited. So. Yeah, I remember. Very, well, I mean, I was so into Army of Darkness and yeah. the Evil Dead movies at that time. And I love them still today. But I remember being very excited to get that yeah. Army of Darkness poster. So to answer your question, they would take their old posters and sell them for 20 bucks a pop, okay. which they got for free. So, mm, yeah. Nah, mm, I always um, wanted yeah, the poster if I got – oh, go ahead. No, I said that's, that's my only memory of them selling the posters. When it's, I just remember always saying I got the hookup poster there. I, mean, I got the hookup poster? I, the hookup. I don't have it. I just I remember seeing it there. I mean, we all love AJ. I have a bunch of old Best Video VHS posters that I just have rolled up somewhere. Like I have um, – What do we have? Oh, uh, let me think. I have um, uh, King Express. You know that movie? Okay. Yeah, I remember. Um, because it was put out by you know Quentin Tarantino's Rolling Thunder um, company, so they. Which one? I have one for that. I have one for kids, <laughs> the movie Kids. I have. Okay. I have Rushmore. Um, oh, you still have Rushmore? Okay. Yeah, I still have Rushmore. Um, a bunch of posters that I just kind of got from there over the years, but those are the ones that kind of stand out right now. But they're all just rolled up. I, I'm not really sure what to do with them. You sell them for twenty bucks a pop. Yeah, I should. I should. I sell them for twenty one. I'll make a profit. Um, but they're so, not in very good condition. So we right. we would hook up. We would yeah, hook up our regular customers that re- requested like the standees and stuff like that, um, and posters. We we didn't sell them um, necessarily. We, you know, people that requested them. You know, the, it was kind of first come first serve if you were a regular. Um, but I, I know a friend of my a friend of mine, my friend Blaze, <clears throat> who. Uh, who I worked there with and is now, you know, it's been a good friend of mine and bandmate for, for years. Um, awesome name. Yeah, I know. Right. Awesome name for a shredding guitar player, which he is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, so, so like when the, they re-released star, the star Wars box set on, uh, on VHS, you know, that we had this really cool Darth Vader, um, standee and, uh, that became such a point of contention for all the star Wars nerds that would come in who wanted it. And, uh, Ultimately, it had to be spirited away in the middle of the night by Blaze who stole it because so many people people were bidding on it. We thought we could make a little money off of it. It got like over two hundred. I think it was two hundred and fifty dollars oh. or something like wow. that. Wow. Oh, and then yeah, it was it was just getting insane. And then he ended up taking it himself. So I don't know if he ever if he got the money and then took it in the middle of the night, but it was just <laughs> gone one day. And then I sleep like a year later, I saw it like in his apartment at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have been the one that took it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, these nerds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A previous memory. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Dive Vayner. Do you have that Dive Vayner poster? <laughs> yeah. Well. And we also had a stand. We, we had a standee for um, the movie Twister when that first came out, mm-hmm. and um, we had a little like um, inter company competition to decorate the standee I, I i remember and we made like this tornado out of sort of cotton and and string and put like bought like little matchbox cars and some cows and, and stuff oh, that's like, cool toy plastic cows really cool. in there and then you know, we, we got Tommy's. Tommy came down from his celluloid throne, and we all had our picture taken with this uh, this standee we kind of made. It, it was it was neat. It was fun. That's a good memory. That is a good video. Like yeah, I love that. That's a really good one. And, uh, and yeah. you know, <laughs> I guess the statute of limitations has expired on this, but you know, Blaze and I met there, and then you know, he was a guitar player, I was a vocalist, and we ended up forming a band, and 
you know, we did some recording at a studio in uh, Guilford, Connecticut called Total Tracks, which is no longer there anymore. But that album and that studio time was pretty much financed by <laughs> by Tommy <laughs> K. So I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. But, but I mean, this was a place that, you know, we didn't have a safe or anything like that, but we did have a... a a Sears brand red plastic toolbox where all the money <laughs> where all the money went in. It was just a <laughs> really not the most secure system. Let's let's uh, let's just say that. So there wasn't a lot of supervision at the no, not at, at Tommy's. Not at all. And, and it was great because we we uh, that location was in a little strip mall in East Haven. At the far end was a, a restaurant and bar, and uh, you know some nights it was just. Uh, you know, dinner, <laughs> dinner on me, AKA on Tommy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I became the manager, you know, I would just schedule an extra person and I would basically just go and hang out at Lockery's, the bar over there and drink until my shift was supposedly over, come back and close out Clark, and go home. It was, that's, it was just a great I, think, I love that. Yeah, it was a great time. Wow. I mean, it just, you could be, you know, it was just that time in your life where you could be completely completely irresponsible and just have you know just the, the bare minimum of uh, of responsibilities in, in your job and it was just great great times great memories I'm and, happy uh, you remember. You know, I, i've got some more stories uh well and maybe we could do this again because i know we're kind of coming up on the hour here or maybe even past oh. well if you have a few uh, more uh i you know i i'd actually like an opportunity to to talk to a couple people and try to fill okay. in my gaps because, right, well, because we will good. grant you that. We will grant you that opportunity. Okay. Yeah, cool. sure. I appreciate it. This has been a blast uh, as always, guys. Thank you so much for having oh, me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm happy. I, I, we loved your stories. How fun to explore the days of yore at the video store. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, and there's unexpected poetry. It's great. Um, but, you know, what? Uh, just one last question. Was there ever any thought to it being called Thomas K's? <laughs> like uh, Alexander Trebek? <laughs> yes. And Patrick um, Say Jackson? Patrick Say Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> like Samuel L. Jackson. No. Um, well, so, but the, the final kind of ending legacy we kind of touched upon, which is there was Tommy's tanning and. Um, was in, did Tommy was he involved with the Daily Grind like the coffee shop and yeah or he, was. Was that, he was connected yeah, he had, to that that's cool he was I, I don't remember exactly what his involvement was he may have been a part owner um, at the time you know when during the video store boom he was doing very very well for himself and it, interestingly you know I I worked there in my early twenties and in my late twenties early thirties I ended up getting a job with as an electrician's uh, as an electrician's apprentice and. Uh, for a local shop and we actually went to Tommy K's house and uh, did some electrical work. So many, many years later after working for him, I ended up going to his house to, uh, you know, at, with the uh, electrician job and uh, what a gorgeous, gorgeous home he had. Did he have hey, his throne? Did he recognize him? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he wasn't there, unfortunately. He I, don't, okay. exist. I don't know. He, 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 he maybe like a physical. A combination of different, like, po popular corporate mascots and logos, like a Tipsy <laughs> McStagger or something nice. from The Simpsons. He's <laughs> just a composite of... <laughs> um, but, yeah, so going from the video store era to his other businesses is kind of where it all ended up. I mean, with because, like we said, the, the video stores may be gone, but the, the tanning, and I think even the coffee shops are gone, but the tanning... It still kind of remains. I, even in Brantford uh, here, oh, there's yeah. a least tanning. The, so, the tanning lives on, and a couple of locations where video the video stores used to be and the tanning uh, place survives are still, uh, you know, the the the, the um, sign outside says Tommy K's Plaza still. I think the one in uh, Amity, I believe, still says that. Right. So, so the remnants of the Tommy K's dominance in the video store world still kind of are still around. And uh, so, any final thoughts about the Tommy K's experience? Uh, just that there. I, I just want to tease. If we, if we ever do this again, I want to tease. Will. I want to tease the story of Ike, our most okay. infamous, our most infamous 
customer. And okay. I'll leave it oh. at that. Oh, okay. I'm so, my feet. so now people have to tune in to the yeah. next episode. It's, it's um, believe me, it's, it, it, it may be a little blue, but it's, it's, a fantastic, <laughs> it's, a, it's an incredible story that I'm not even sure. It ha- I'm sure it happened to me, but now that looking back at it, I, I can't believe it. It's, it's just incredible. Anyway, <laughs> I, I the story of is coming soon to come up and review. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that in mind, um, do you want to do the plugs or just want to, I'll hit, I'll hit the plugs, I guess. The plugs. Uh, okay. Uh, well, first off, thanks, Ryan, for coming back on. Oh, my gosh. Thank, thank you, much. guys. This is always a blast. It's just, uh, I love you guys. I love the site. Ah, I love, I love oh, the thanks. podcast. It's just, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure to know you and to get a chance oh, to do this. Oh. Is a, it's a real well, honor. We feel the same way. Yeah, we really do. Um, so, yes. Oh, so wait, what do I have? Plugs? I oh, do you have shout outs? Do you have plugs? Have, what do you have? I got zero shout outs again. Okay. But I'll, uh, I'll find some soon. <laughs> Uh, it's a plug. Okay, so we're on Facebook, Comeuppance Reviews. We're on uh, the Twitter, which is under Ty Comeuppance. And then I know uh, Rye Guy mentioned it before, Ty Action Rocks yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, rock on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like James Cutfield. Uh, and then uh, what else we got? The site itself, ComeuppanceReviews.net. <laughs> and we have and, the email. So if you want to email us, you can email us at crpodcast at yahoo.com. And then we're on all the pod catchers. Awesome. Catching those pods. Oh, uh, we're on almost all the catchers. Yeah, everyone, actually. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play, Google Play. Oh, no, Amazon Music. Amazon Music. Uh, That's amazing. Wow, you guys are everywhere. Yeah, we are everywhere. So, you can't avoid us, even if you as try. As it should be. As it should yeah. be. You're, you're a national treasure. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so what I was thinking, you know, because well, I think you've mentioned that uh, Wake Up the President thing to me before, and that there's that song by Carpenter Brew, Wake Up the President. So I'm probably going to end the episode with that. That sounds uh, good. So there is a song by that name, and it's a very cool song, too. So okay. we'll... Uh, I'll end with that, and um, I just, I just personally want to say thank you to Ryan, thanks thank to you. Ty, thanks to all the, <laughs> thanks to, and of course, as we, they're now known, the Comeuppance Warriors, the yes. followers of the, of the podcast and the website are Comeuppance Warriors. So I want to thank all the warriors, um, and um, this is Brett signing off. See ya, Warriors, press play. <laughs> This is the Rye Guy saying goodbye. Thanks, guys. I love you guys. Hope to do this again. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. The president only makes the decision. I'm not going to do that.
like pan-seared scallops, but we should talk about Tommy K's. Oh, Tommy <laughs> Kidd. 